John Sewell with Ingrima.com podcast. I'm really excited about today because I have on two guests who have a podcast that's actually my new favorite podcast, Breakthrough Secrets Podcast. You got Mike Krakowski up there and Chris Abbott. Welcome to the show, guys. Thanks so much, man. Really appreciate yeah. it. Thank you for having us, man. We're, we're excited to be here. Oh, this is going to be a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. so, I got to ask, how and why did you start the Breakthrough Secrets Podcast? Uh, you want me to take, you want me I'm to going to you, I'm going to you, Chris. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, you do first surf. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's kind of funny. Um, it, it started in COVID, uh, summer of, of 2020. And I mean, I think like most people, you know, just feeling like a lack of connection that whole year, um, you know, it, having a gym, we were impacted as, as every other gym owner was. And, uh, and so, you know, Mike and I, we've, we've just always been able to carry on conversation with each other. And, um, so we had the idea of like, hey, let's let's start a podcast. Um, but we did it with the wrong intentions. We did it purely expecting and hoping that it would make us money because we were suffering at the gym and, and we had lost money due to COVID and and we pivoted online, but just you know, things weren't going that well at the time. And uh and so so we so we started the podcast. Uh in fact, I think our first episode, it's horrible. If you go back and listen to our first episode, <laughs> we literally I literally took my phone and recorded a voice memo. I put it on a box jump, like a box in between the two of us in an echoey empty gym. Yep. And that that was our first podcast episode. <laughs> and you know, it it was um so so we did that. I think we probably only put out like 12 or so episodes mm -hmm. it wasn't uh, maybe once a week or a couple two or three a week maybe mike you know mm -hmm. we didn't have any guests um and um you know when it didn't make us any money we were like yeah no we don't have the time for this we need to put our focus on things that are going to make us money mm -hmm. um you know and then and then we kind of just stopped uh, i think we only did it for a couple months and uh, and we stopped and then it was right around the new year's time sometime in january where we actually had uh, one of our, our fans. We didn't even know we had fans, you know, because we didn't have very many downloads. Uh, he, he had emailed us, uh, he emailed me and was like, hey, are you guys going to put new episodes on your podcast? And I had to ask him, like, do you mean the the stories? Because it was an, originally called Stories Beyond the Bell. Or uh, what was it, Mike? Stories yeah, Beyond? Yeah, Stories Beyond the Bell. Beyond, right? Yeah. And uh, he's like, yeah, I loved it. And we were like, huh. All right. Interesting. It's kind of flattering. We have a fan, <laughs> one fan. Um, and uh, it just I think it was pretty timely because at that point in January, Mike and I, you know, we had, we had pivoted and done some really successful things with our online business. Um, you know, made a lot of money and, and but weren't really satisfied, weren't really fulfilled. We were looking to get back into something that really satisfied us and our desire to not only learn more, but share more knowledge with people. And um you know, so yeah, you know, as Mike said, before we kind of hit recording here, I, I challenged him, I'm like, all right, if we're going to do this, we're going to do it differently. We're going to do it every day for a year. And then we'll make the decisions to whether or not it was a good decision to do this. And, um, and, and we're just going to have fun with it. We're not going to mm -hmm. do it with the expectation that it's going to make us money, or it's going to save our business or whatever. And, uh, you know, and he was like, all right, let's, let's do this. And that was back mm -hmm. at the end of January. And here we are now, a hundred and 15 or so episodes mm -hmm. later. <laughs> yeah. And I think that, you know, to add a little bit of a spin on that too, like we used to, as a team with, we had our other coaches and we, we had like a walkie talkie app that we would connect with all the time. And we'd be throwing six minutes, seven minute messages back and forth, you know, yeah. just, and it started to, you know, be just, you know, 
a lot. It's sometimes it was rambling, but it was always stories. It was always messages. I mean, been doing the business of strength for a long time. So you just have stories that just pop back in from your old brain into the frontal cortex. And uh, then, yeah, as, he's, as Chris said, like we started to do it, just talking about things that we enjoyed, strength, nutrition, stoicism. Um, and it was a blast. But at the time in the summer, it was, you know, we like everybody, we were struggling. We needed to figure out ways that we could stay afloat and uh, and keep the business going. So kind of put on the back burner. And then, you know, as Chris said, when we got back into the wintertime, we were doing a lot on online business. We changed courses a bunch of different times, as probably many people listening, you know, did in this last year and realized that we were kind of losing a little bit of the sense of why we got into this business in the first place. We love strength. We love connecting with people and sharing stories and just kind of got back into it. And then just started reaching out to some people that we knew, you know, we've been in the strong first community for a long time, met a lot of different people and just asked if they wanted to come in, just do some interviews and realized it just started flowing. And then they had yeah. more people that they referred us to, Hey, you should get this person on. Hey, you should get this person on. And everybody kept saying yes. So we're like, all right, well, let's keep doing this. As, as, as Chris said, he's, you know, challenged you over. He's like, all right, we're going to do this every day for a year. And I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Start from an honest place. Like you, my business is closed beginning of COVID and our, my podcast here has been a great way to connect with people, especially mentors, people I would never think would give me a time of day other than at a strong first event or cordially online. And you're right, it's a great way to build community, authenticity, and pick those big brains and share their stories. And I'm so happy that you guys have been doing, I didn't realize it's seven days a week. That is impressive. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and I think well, it's the it's the that connection that you said. I think a lot of people, whether you're brand new in the business or like you said, like titans and giants in the business, it's everybody was almost craving that connection. I think at that time too. You know, we've been shut down, isolated for a long time. And, you know, some people like, you know, Brad, who's been my coach for a long time, who can we could talk for hours on everything. He we've done it in the studio. Same with Tim and then other people we've met through the community. And then reached out to just kind of different people in different arenas. And, you know, I think what I realized, and I think Chris can attest to this too, is the energy I was feeling throughout the rest of the day from just having these conversations yeah. was like unbelievable, like just connecting and sharing different stories, hearing about different people's background, because, you know, sometimes you see these people who are, you know, super successful, or you just kind of have a view of what they are on social media on the surface. You don't realize a lot of them came from humble backgrounds or different stories. And you got to really see how people came up, you know, people in the kettlebell world who are giants about their first time calling it a kettleball, you know, and stuff thinking like, oh, they did that too. You know, so it was just, it's so interesting to hear because everybody's got a story and it's been just really exciting to connect with a lot of people and, you know, making good friends and just making good connections. Oh, for sure. I, and it shows up in your, your recordings. I love the riffing you guys have at the very beginning. And then the guest comes on and they're super comfortable. Like Dan, John, Greg Cook. Like, I, I can't believe the names. They're, they're books of authors I listen to and pay money for. And you're having great conversations with them, just riffing. And you can hear their joy and connection in your, your podcast. It's super. Yeah, no, I, and I think that's one thing we always like, we'll get questions a lot of times, like, you know, what, what to expect or um, what kind of questions would you like to cover? And we always say, like, we like to think that the three of us, our guest and Mike and I are uh, at a certification and we're at the restaurant after, you know, all of us who have gone to strong first events or any certification, right? Um, you know, there's always that time where after the certification, go out to dinner, you shoot the shit. And, and really, that's kind of what we're looking to do with our guests is 
keep it super conversational. Um, things feel uncomfortable if, if we feel like we we have to stick to a script of questions for, for Mike and I, at least. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, as Mike said, it, it's easily the most energizing part of our day. Um, as you said, Sean, I mean, to get to have one-on-one -on -one conversations with many of our guests, you would have to, if you weren't doing a podcast and you just wanted a one-on-one -on -one hour of this guy's time or woman, whoever it is, you would have to pay some pretty serious money. And, and so Mike and I feel pretty grateful for that. And I think it's been cool too, to know and hear from our audience now that like, a, we've 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 grown an audience. B, we're providing a lot of value, which is really fulfilling on our end. You know, to know that these episodes are sharing knowledge and giving people some insights into things that they can apply to their own life that uh, that really make an impact. Which which is just awesome to know that hey, we're we're the source of kind of this information for some people who really enjoy listening to our show. Mm -hmm. Oh, hundred percent agree. And I love that you guys. I feel like you took the torch from Dr. Craig Marker, who is a, a fantastic guest. You guys have had him on twice now, I believe, and I've had him on twice. Just a wealth of information, such a kind person. Oh, yeah. He's the man. <laughs> we can go off on yeah. it. I'm happy to do so. Um, but the Strong First podcast was my favorite because we had all these great minds, very actionable items and relatable information. And you guys took that torch and did it like 10 times more. Um, is there like a magic hit list you have of people you love to interview? That's a good question. Yeah, it's a uh, funny question. It's yeah, go ahead, Chris. Well, you know, as Mike said, we started off just thinking, okay, well, who could we get on the show? Well, Brett Jones is Mike's coach and Tim Almond is mine. Let's start with those guys, pretty big names in the industry. Um, and then it kind of was like it's kind of like the cool kids now. So then you know, who else can we reach out to and drop, you know, Brett and Tim's name who we've had on the show? And and as that list grew and grew, um, I mean, now it's pretty simple for us to anyone in the strength world if we just drop some of the names on our list. Yeah, I, I mean, unless you really don't like any of those guys, you probably are going to want to be associated with them and maybe come on the show, right? Um, but as far as like how we go about picking the guests, it's, we always we always ask our guests a couple different things. Number one, um, you know, we'd love to have you back. Would you be willing to come back on? And number two is if you know anyone who you feel like would like the show, having just done the show with us, we'd love to connect with them. And um, you know, sometimes I think conversation, the the topics that uh, like we just wrapped up with Abel James today, who uh, the Fat Burning Man podcast. And, uh, you know, obviously we talked a lot about intermittent fasting, things with him. That's fresh in our minds. Maybe we reach out to somebody more of the nutrition world today because of that or whatever. It really is kind of it's very organic um, in the sense that and some people like Menachem Brody, who's been a guest of ours yeah. a couple of times on the show, has said, like, I can pick out how you're doing these, like, and can kind of see how, oh, this guest must have referred these people and whatever. And and it is kind of like that. It, it's kind of just like um, a referral. Uh, you know, we had um, Mike Salemi on uh, yesterday, who was a referral from Steve Cotter. And, uh, you know, we just kind of we just kind of roll um, that way, so to speak. Uh Mm -hmm. I think the cool thing and, and why we named it Breakthrough Secrets, and Mike, you can talk a bit more about this, mm -hmm. is we just wanted to have conversation. We, we wanted to be able to talk about anything. Yes, we're strong first guys and we're kettlebell guys, but we didn't want to be the, quote, strong first podcast because there are a lot of other topics that interest us that if you kind of pigeonhole us into that uh, that world, maybe we technically wouldn't be able to have a conversation about, mm -hmm. you know. 
Yeah. And I, I think to kind of go on Chris's point there, like one of the things I, yeah, I've started becoming a fan of podcasts when I left my old job and I started working with Chris and I went from living like a half a mile away from where I worked to traveling 30 minutes one way. So all of a sudden I had a lot of time and you know behind the windshield and I started listening to podcasts. I would listen to, you know, guys like Joe Rogan and stuff. And you, you could realize that there was an art of conversation that I really loved. And sometimes you, from working also with Brett for so long, like if, you know, people know Brett Jones, he's such a wealth of knowledge. He's such an incredible guy, but some of the greatest things that I've um, found out with Brett was just having a conversation because things just pop up in your mind that you learned before. So I think like there's, it's always great to have, you know, the huge moguls that you hear of like Gray and, you know, Dr. McGill and, um, you know, Brett on, but also just, some people that we've just had on from a referral have become some of the most fun conversations that we've had, you know, yeah. uh, coming forward. And it's, uh, it's learning, it's insight, but then you're also, it gives you an opportunity when you can talk to somebody about asking a question, maybe you've thought about, it, and it's like a mind meld situation. So a lot of times we go into these with a, we go in with an idea of some things maybe that we want to talk about, like how do we get on the highway? But after that, it's like, all right, let's let this go wherever it wants to go. You know, it's like, you see some of the, if you look at like almost like a, like a late night show where it's almost like a fake enthusiasm that you hear of stuff. It's like, we never wanted to do that. We just wanted to have just an authentic conversation with somebody and just let it really roll. And after we really kind of get a few minutes in with somebody that we just met, all of a sudden everybody's just kind of takes a deep breath and just kind of relaxes and just has a good time. And, uh, you know, if it's entertainment and provides some value to people, then, you know, I feel like we're doing what, you know, you know, what we're supposed to be doing with it. Mm. Yeah. Well said. And it comes through honestly. I know me and Kim bringing this up, but it is very important. Even the Steve Cotter one, you had Steve Cotter and I believe Brett Jones in the same week. I was like, this is so cool covering two different ways of looking at the kettlebell training. And also, you know, I was appreciative of how open Steve was talking about like the connection and just emotions and stuff like that. And I think that's really what probably some of you guys learned is when we pick the brains of people we admire so much, we realize there's a much a deeper human element to them mm. and they're open to talking about really heavy topics sometimes too, which is really helpful because we're all as to quote Brett Jones, we're all going through our own battles. Right. And so it's nice to be relatable to people and share that. And I, I love how you guys go through and like, I have like six questions and I almost never get past number three on our, yeah. <laughs> just, I feel you. Yeah. Which I think yeah. is the most fun way to go about it. Yeah. Well, I think too, this, the, you know, the strength, the physical side of strength is a good gateway into a lot of other areas. You know, it's like, we can talk about sets and reps all day for the, but there's also a million freaking programs out there that you can just go find. And all of them are going to work if you stick with them in some ways. And me and Chris have been doing, you know, uh, this style of training and we've had a million conversations about that in our studio and on the phone and then recording, but then, you know, the mental side of strength, the physical, the spiritual, the emotional, the sexual. Yeah. I mean, there's all different sides of strength and we've kind of just tapped into different arenas from that a lot of times with people. And that's kind of the cool thing because all of a sudden you see somebody like Hector Gutierrez, who's a monster in physical strength, has so much deeper stuff that he's really going about and such deeper connection of some things like emotional work and helping men become better men. And so you know, there's, there's so much value of, there's so much information out there from getting from people and you can read about it in a book, or you can have a conversation with somebody about experiences. And, you know, the latter of it, I think there's just the connection of it is just 
different. And uh, it's been just the biggest impact, you know, me and Chris say all the time, it's like, this is our personal continuing education program that yeah. hopefully people are enjoying and listening to. I know, right? Hopefully you get something from our, our benefit. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, here's a question for you. I've been curious about this for quite a while. What was your aha moment that brought you into health and fitness coaching in the first place? Uh, hmm. That's it. Well, I think for me personally, I, I always had a dream of, of being like a professional athlete. And you know, I, specifically, I always wanted to be a pro football player. Never played a day of organized football in my life, but I always wanted to, right? And so there was always just this kind of like deep-seated desire to, to be a professional athlete. Um, and, and when I learned, you know, in high school, I was like, well, that's not going to happen. You know, it's like, well, what's the next best thing? I thought, okay, well, I'll work with pro athletes. Um, you know, I'll, I'll go to school, get an athletic training degree, whatever. And again, not even knowing what the correct term is that I should look up. I looked up athletic training, went and did a job shadow with an athletic trainer. I'm like, this is not what I want to do. This is like taping ankles and, and whatnot. Right. So, you know, anyway, long story short, I ended up, um, I, I got into the Ironman triathlon on a whim, um, you know, did that for a couple of years and then found myself out in LA just cause I was over New York and, um, and, and I literally just, there was an ad for a Craigslist job as a personal trainer in Equinox. And, uh, I was like, yeah, let me go, let me go take a look at that. Um, and I had never really thought to become a personal trainer, just knew that I wanted to be involved in something, some shape or form with health and fitness and strength because of my desire to be a pro athlete and, and never having that desire fulfilled. And so wanting the next best thing. And, um, yeah, in a crazy roundabout way, I, I did end up being able to work with pro athletes years later as a personal trainer, was able to work with some pro athletes and have over the years and whatnot. And, but, uh, you know, it, for me personally, it, it all stemmed from a desire to be a professional athlete myself. I just, uh, I'm an athletic guy. I've always been kind of a stronger, faster guy and just wanted to kind of like tap into that and, and put it to use and, and ended up finding myself as a pretty, you know, so that, that job that I took, um, I didn't think it was going to turn into a career. I, literally, I just needed a job. We just moved out there and my roommate and I were living in a hostel in Santa Monica that was like right next to the bus station, which we had both lied about our jobs because we didn't have jobs to even get that, to even get that, uh, that place. Um, you know, yeah, then, then kind of worked my way up there. And, and I guess you could say the rest is history in terms of the personal training thing taking off. But for me personally, it was, it was always at a desire to be an athlete, to, to be a pro athlete that, uh, that uh, I knew never was going to get fulfilled. <laughs> wow. Yeah. When was that, like 2009? Yeah, I started my two, the, 2008 was when I started my training career. Um, and then, you know, did a bunch of different certifications through uh, Equinox. And, uh, you know, kind of like you said, Sean, reading all the books by Greg Cook, Stuart McGill, um, Mike Boyle, a lot of those guys. And, and then uh, branched off on my own in 2011. Uh, and it wasn't until... 2016 that I actually got, you know, I always joke that most times when we have guests on, I am the baby as, it, as a, you know, in relation to, you know, kettlebell training, you know, Mike's been with RKC since 2011, you know, I've been in you know, strong first since 2016. So it's crazy to think, you know, I've been in the strength and, you know, the, the fitness industry for 13 plus years. I've only been training with a kettlebell exclusively for like five. It's, it's not that long. Mm -hmm. Um, so in the grand scheme of things, like I'm, I consider myself a baby in this world of, of kettlebells. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I don't want to take away from Mike's time. I come back to, I started in 15 with uh, Zara Horton. So I'm with you. I'm like a couple months ahead and I feel like a baby too. And I, I didn't know about this world. 
I blindly emailed Eric Frohart, at the time the CEO of Strong First, to get yeah. a about bow hunting. Next thing you know, SFGs and <laughs> working with Brett Jones and Karen Smith, and the world is is huge and, and welcoming. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, my my time was I'm I guess to take it all the way back. I really started into training with FMS. Um, so I, you know, to take it all the way back, I was an athlete growing up, like everybody. Baseball was my main sport that I absolutely loved. At 14 years old, I had a slipped epiphysis, so my femur slipped out of the growth plate. So I had to go in. I, I was I thought I had a really bad groin pull for a while, and you know, kind of took me out of basketball season. It wasn't going away, so my parents brought me into an ortho and took X-rays on it. Saw it right away. It's like, yeah, the bone's supposed to be in here not out here. And so they had to go in emergency surgery that day. And I was off my, I was on crutches, two crutches for eight months on one crutch for another four. So I was off my leg out of any, uh, any, uh, sports or anything like that for a year plus. Um, so it was kind of a weird time going through high school because all of my friends were in sports and athletics to all of a sudden now, I was off my feet. All my friends were still doing that. So it was kind of like that in between time. So kind of went through high school and then, you know, kind of got back into exercise and training, wanted to go back into baseball and really got in good shape around the time that I was 20, 21 years old. So when I moved back to New York um, from Florida, one of my good friends who I worked with at a restaurant was a personal trainer and he did FMS. I'm like, what the hell is that? So he brought me into his gym that I ended up actually working at for the next 10 years. And he did an FMS screen on me and realized that from that pin in my hip, every movement I had was asymmetrical. Like I was completely lopsided. But when you're 20, 21 years old, you don't feel pain. You know, you can just do whatever you want. You can work out for three freaking hours and go out in the bar that night, have four hours sleep, smell a cup of coffee, and then go back and do it the next day. But I realized I started to do some corrective work and some more functional training. And I realized I felt amazing. So I wanted to really pursue training. So I got into working with Gray Cook and then Brett Jones came to the gym that I was working at and did the first ever level two FMS workshop. And I was the fortunate guy that picked him up at the hotel to bring him to a dinner we were going on. And I just picked his brain about the RKC because he was a master RKC at the time and was telling me about the work with Pavel. And I kind of you know, saw this kettlebell as something that I thought was kind of cool, more for like the minimalist aspect. I always liked just the bang for your buck type work. So I signed up for the RKC in 2010, did that. And then kind of from there, I just, you know, stayed with it for a while, but I was more into management and kind of club sales for a long time until I met up with Chris uh, a few years ago and I left my other job and started working with Chris and really got back into the roots of, of kettlebell training and, and strength training. And, um, that's kind of, after that, it just kind of kept snowballing from there. We had a studio that was amazing uh, for a while and then transitioned and moved it into the podcast and into online coaching. And that's kind of, you know, the whole circle of how it kind of came to be now. Well, that's wonderful. So you've been through quite a bit of learning um, from last, goodness gracious, 11 years, 12 years with uh, yeah. Strong First. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny though. It's like the, I guess the aha moment, if there's, you know, a quote unquote one that I had, I've told Chris, Chris knows this story, but there was a woman that I trained, I think I was probably like a year or two into personal training. And I was a 
a moron, you know, kid is like going, I just thought everything was about aesthetics. You know, everything was about, you know, lift more weight, um, just look as good as you possibly can naked. And this woman came in, we, I worked at a place that was, there was a lot of senior citizens. We had a silver sneakers program, which was like an insurance based paid membership. So we had a lot of seniors that came in and they, a lot of them got one-on-one -on -one personal training. And I worked with a woman, her name was Helen. She was over 90 years old at the time. And you know, everybody, every trainer, they go through their park queue and ask the question, what's your goal and stuff. And she said, I wanna open up the peanut butter jar. And I kind of thought she was half kidding. I almost kind of like smirked for a sec. And I realized after talking to her is that her grip strength was lost and she couldn't open the peanut butter jar anymore. And what she liked to do in the morning is wake up, make a cup of tea and have her English muffin and peanut butter and watch the news. That was a really joyful time for her and she couldn't do it anymore. So that was actually her real goal. So she signed up, we started training for a few weeks and I'll never forget this. I was at my uh, desk that we had. It was almost like a cubicle that we had out on the gym and I'm just my head down right in a program. And I just feel a jar kind of hit my desk and I look up and it's Helen and it's a peanut butter jar. And she says, watch this. And she took it and she opened the jar wow. after. And the, the look of excitement on her face was like, she just won the TSC in a powerlifting meet in the same day. Like it was such a, an accomplishment. And that was like, I think the first time I really realized like, wow, like strength has a greater purpose and it means something different to everybody, whether you're an athlete or that. And that, that is, if I can really pinpoint down like a turning point, an aha moment that I had of when I really fell in love with working with people in health and fitness, I think that was really the first moment. That's a beautiful story. Oh, that's super cool. I, I love yeah. the situations where like you work with somebody uh, and they achieve a goal that's unique to them and, um, Oh, that's beautiful. I, I just recently started working with a 91 year old last week. And oh, wow. I said, yeah, I was like, whoa, this is going to be a nice challenge. Uh, and his goal is to volunteer twice a week in Rocky Mountain National Park and advise people on what trail to go take with their families. I that's was like, awesome. Support that 100%. Sir. Yeah. You learn so much from working with people of all walks of life like that, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love those stories. Yeah, strength has a greater purpose. Absolutely. Not just aesthetics and pushing heavy numbers. It's quality of life and opening peanut butter jars. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> who doesn't love peanut butter, right? Seriously. <laughs> who, who doesn't want a little peanut butter on their English muffin in the morning? <laughs> um, okay, this is a fun segue. Uh, so I'm sure you guys have assisted and worked with uh, educational events for Strong First and other places. Um, some of your favorite events in coaching. Ooh, favorite events in coaching. Uh, Mike, do you have one? Yeah, well, I'll st I guess as an attendee, um, CKFMS was unbelievable that I did. Uh, this was back in 2011. Um, it was, it's just, it was a four day, just deep dive into training kettlebell work. And at the time when I did it, it was like, uh, a Mount Rushmore of like strength coaches that were to, it was Brett and gray, but it was Dave Whitley. It was Jeff O'Connor, Mark Chang, Dustin Ripto, like everybody, like it was the most unbelievable, uh, Mark Snow, Nikki Snow were there help. I mean, it was an unbelievable group of people who were leading that event. And it, it was hysterical because every, you know, if you've done RKC or done SFG and stuff like that, you go in and it's a lot of movement. It's a lot of work. CKFMS was all, like mental and psychological. We moved a bit, like kind of doing different movements, but it was all a lot of assessment work. It's a lot of corrective based work. So after the third day, everybody's walking in like we just went through 
snatch test ordeals of everything, but it was all mental of going in. And that was just, that was an absolute blast that we had. But um, assisting, it, the first time I got to assist was in 2016 with Brett down in Florida. And it was so cool because it was a really small certification. It was an SFG2. And I got to work with, it, Brett was the lead guy, um, Tim Schumann, Michael Willey, Aaron Grogan, Craig Marker was there. That's when I met Craig for the first time. And it was so cool because one, it was, it was June in Orlando. So it was it, in a zero air conditioning gym um, with these like huge, like air, like airplane fans that were going on. So poor Brett was the guy coaching the whole time. I think he lost his voice halfway through the second day, but it was so fun to, to work with a small group of people that, you know, and just kind of get into that deep dive and kind of see it on the back end of it, like going through as an attendee through SFG1, SFG2, CKFMS, SFB, all this stuff. And it's so fun to go in, but to see it as an assistant, it was such a great group of, of people too. Everybody came in super well-prepared um, and really got to, uh, and to assist Brett and to just actually see him in his element when you realize, okay, this is why he's the director of education of our program, because he just can talk every language and just relate it exactly to, to what you need, um, you know, to anybody to work with. So it was just an absolute blessing to work with him. Of course, that sounds like a really good event. And did he make up any words? Because he makes up a lot of words. <laughs> I, I think I have a, I think I have a running um, kind of competition with Brett of who can make more analogies with stuff. I oh, think dude. he's probably, yeah. he's got me, I think by a bunch, but his, his one liners of stuff is just things, especially from movies and just um, different stuff is absolutely hysterical. You know, his favorite, probably his best line that I think is just the best comes from a lot of his stuff that we've worked with recently with strength aerobics. Whereas you can, you know, you can do the same thing every day as long as you don't do the same thing every day. And I think that's mm -hmm. such a, it's such a great analogy, especially for just strength training, because with strength aerobics, you can, it's, you know, it's clean press squat snatch, you know, you can, but you can change it a little bit each day and just make it a little bit different. That's why it's become my favorite way really to train as a, you know, cause I'm on a sinister journey right now personally. And it's like the day of like the scratch, the itch kind of everything that I'm missing else besides swings and getups, I get in from just a little bit of strength aerobics work and to work with Brett on that. Um, and he's always, he's always pulling out one liners of stuff from yeah, no. the Avengers or three amigos. And it's uh yeah, you're always finding something from Brett. I have like pages of notes from our last meeting uh, of quotes and really helpful wisdom about this too. Like one of my favorites, if you find yourself in hell, keep walking. I know. Like, yeah, yeah. that makes sense. That, yeah. <laughs> that's very Brett. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. Yeah. No, no. I mean, for me, you know, it's interesting. I, I don't, um, I was trying to think about that and, you know, from, uh, it, for me, like I did plan strong in 2016, I think that was kind of cool because they had just had their strong first leadership meeting like that same weekend or the few days before. So everybody from leadership, almost everyone was at that plan strong uh, event. And it was cool. You know, a lot of good takeaways. Um, but I think the thing I remember most from that is the fact that like Pavel doesn't let you I mean, I'm sure you've probably done plan strong before Sean, right? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so he doesn't let you use a calculator, you know, no, uh, no cell phone, you know, no uh, Excel spreadsheets, nothing like that. Right. Um, you really just, you got a calculator and you got a pencil. And so I remember, uh, 
myself, Grant Anderson, and Paul uh, Corso, I, uh, I believe is his last name. He's down in Tennessee. We all had a room together, and we were up to like 2.30 in the morning. You'd think we were going out drinking, but no, because we were doing all the formulas and like all the – because for the homework assignment, we had to like create a plan strong program and present it, you know, be prepared to present it the next day. And, and fortunately, like we felt really good about it uh fabio had asked you know who wants to come up and present them and, and we we're like we do like we stayed up till 2 30 in the morning we want to do this and i forget exactly what it was he pointed out it was like you didn't have to do all this and we we're like what the hell like <laughs> you know but but it was great you know i think it for me it even further kind of ingrained the system because we spent so much time going through the numbers and whatnot so that was a pretty a, a pretty fun event you know but like mike said too i've only assisted once i assisted just before covid up at skill of strength in um in 2019 in the fall because we had a coach uh that i had just hired for the gym who had been a member for a couple of years and you know a number of the coaches we had there that's kind of what we did is like they just they were members we could tell they loved it and we're great people like well we can teach you all the kettlebell stuff we can't teach you how to be a great person and so she had gone up to to get certified brett was leading that and uh and i got to uh, assist at the at the level one which was really cool uh, to go back and really dive into the basics because um and and you know you get the nerves of people you get to you know that energy that nervous energy that is not there at level two you know and and so to be there for to see kind of the other stuff which mike and i talk a lot about on the podcast not just the sets and reps but the mindset the mental toughness the you know get going through the the self-doubt all that kind of stuff so so that was cool but i think for me personally the the 2 30 a.m night on plan strong was uh was probably takes the cake because I don't I didn't go to too many certifications or events where I was up till two thirty uh, working on whatever homework assignment it was for the mm-hmm. next day. <laughs> Maybe I was up at two a.m. for other reasons. <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, plan struck kicked my butt, brain wise. What well, kicked my brain butt? Yeah. Uh, and that your story is very relatable. Matthew Flaherty, who's been on my show several times, he's a hoot. Uh, similar story. He's up till early morning trying to go through the math as well. And it is tough. It really makes you think, especially when you can't use a spreadsheet um, with a calculator. Yeah, it's tough. Yeah, the first oh, thing I did when I got home was make a spreadsheet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, now now that uh, now that we've passed this, like I'm going to make a count, you know, put this in Excel and and not spend hours more than I need to <laughs> on these calculations. Well, I think that's one of the great things about Strong First and Pavel of how he runs this program and his systems is by getting you back to kind of bare bones of just like a calculator and a pencil. And it's funny, we just had uh, just talking to Abel a couple hours ago on our podcast. He said a line that you know resonated so much because we were talking about nutrition and food. It's like the answer maybe not be in the future, like with like new technology and stuff like that. A lot of times it's going back into history of what we needed to do before. And I think Pavel and especially a lot of the um, you know, top people that we worked with, it's always seeing that foundational stuff. A lot of the things that you need to develop physical strength, mental strength, it's all been there before. We're not reinventing the wheel of mental strength. It's just finding the best thing specifically for you. And I think that's been so cool. The one thing I always try and almost naturally find when we have a bunch of different people on our podcast is what's the similarities that they have that's making them successful. You know, it's like everybody has a different background, a different path that they took, but it's like, what are the similarities that they have? And all of them have a huge respect and a huge focus on the foundation, you know, of what they're doing, you know, whether it's physical strength, whether it's mental practice today, right. Going back to the woodshed, as he calls it, it goes back. Yeah. Like of, cause he's a huge musician and he talked about like, instead of trying to create new pieces of music, going back and just doing the scales, 
over and over again. And like we've talked about, we did this a while back where I think Brett actually came to our studio and we we're just talking about the two hand swing and just going back yeah. and always going back to the two hand swing. And now every time I go back to doing two hand swing work, it helps me with every other fancy shit that I'm doing in workouts and training. So it's always, it's always going back to that root of what works best for you. And I think with foundational training, it's almost like a, like a term that a lot of people like now it's like, Oh, we're always starting with the foundation, but it's like, no, that really means like, once you think you have a strong foundation, keep going back and looking because if another crack just might pop up there, just put that back in. Cause so you can always work on that. Yeah. Uh, to your point, I think uh, Sven talked about that, about going back and doing his two hand swing work with, I think Tim, is it? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He's working. He's doing some snatch work with Tim too. Again, foundation and he's Sven. He's a team leader. He's, you know, strong as heck. And like the most nicest guy you can ever talk to no, no. Is, Sven, is Sven Rieger. Gentle no. giant. <laughs> uh, he's done. Yeah, a lot of fun to talk with him. And that's, you know, I hope the listeners and viewers understand the, the community within Strong First. Uh, it's just they're really good people. You meet people at certifications or uh, seminars like the Strong Endurance Seminar we hosted out here. And you become good friends with these people. And you wind up going on hikes camping trips going to get food or drinks or coffee there it's a really amazing community yeah you know it's it's interesting though too sean is because i always thought that too and i i think it is very strong with it but i think what me and chris have found too with the podcast is a lot of people who are not within this community have so much information so much knowledge that they want to share there's a community around everything like talking with you know, some of the guys like Keegan Smith and uh, and Graham Tuttle from the ATG system who work with Ben Patrick, the knees over toes guy, how deep of a connection and a program that they're working with now. And then talking with Chris Chamberlain from the WEC method and all the rotational and the the coiling and core work that yeah. they're doing. And well, we had Mike, Mike Salemi. Mike I already Salemi ordered my yesterday. bag, dude. I ordered it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's like there's so much... Th and there's so much great... And I absolutely love kettlebells. I love the community of it. But there's so many good things out there being put out by really good people with it. So I think it's one of the things that I've really learned from since starting the podcast and doing it so much is how much valuable information there's out there to people. So I think just the general curiosity and like I've used the, the line before, it's, I think I got it from Jordan Peterson. It's like, you can either fall in love with what you know, or fall in love with what you don't know. And it's like, you're, there's vastly more information out there that you don't know. So it's more, so I think it's better to find those things that you don't and have a general interest and understanding of those things rather than only focus on the things that you already do know. Yeah. So, well, and I think like what you said, Mike too, about, um, or, or Sean rather about the community, right? Like I know for me, you know, I, a little bit ago, you asked about the aha moment and I realized I never told you what that was <laughs> there. I don't really know that I ever had one, but there was a minute where, I, I was about to get out of the strength industry entirely. I was fed up over it. And it wasn't until I got certified with Strong First that it, it pulled me back in. I literally, I'd accept, uh, accepted a real estate job and, and I was done. Um, I never started with that job because I got certified beforehand, but like I was just over the fitness industry. And uh, and one of the things that pulled me in was that community, was that sense of just belonging. You know, it's almost, we, we've said before a lot on our podcast, the rite of passage, whether it's for masculinity or anything really, but just having that that be a, a rite of passage of something of earning and you get that right away because you know if you're strong for a certified or rkc certified you've had to do a snatch test and you know that in itself it can be a pretty good kind of 
you know, deciphering wall, so to speak of, okay, yeah. Like you, you, maybe you, maybe you went through some stuff, right. And I'm even bond, if you're, yeah. yeah, even if you're super strong, I mean, you still got to have the technical, uh, you know, prowess to be able to, to do that, you know, snatch test. Right. Um, and so, but I think, you know, furthermore, like what Mike was talking, we always like to say, like, especially with the podcast connection is our currency. Like it is, it is everything that we do. Um, no connection is our currency. And, and I think that's kind of what like Mike's saying is that same kind of community feel that I get and got back in 2016 from the strong first community. I mean, anybody, uh, I, we've talked to a lot of strong first people on the podcast and, you know, just over the years, you know, guys, you and I were talking about Sean, just through social media. I mean, it's super simple to start off conversation with anybody in the strong first community, because you got, we, we already have one thing in common that has probably challenged us and has probably taught us a thing or two about ourselves. Right. And so the cool thing is, you know, as Mike said, a lot of the people that we're talking to, you get that same sense. And and it is, it's like, okay, this person is not in the strong first community or RKC. They don't train with kettlebells, but yet you have that same bond because they're so passionate about whatever it is they're talking about with us, whether it's, um, I mean, shoot, we've talked about psilocybin and movement. We've talked about sex. We've talked about uh, intermittent fasting, you know, a, a lot of different topics. Um, and you get to connect on a deeper, because like, again, because I feel like connection is the currency. Oh, I love that. Again, I, I'm glad you guys feel the connection too. I, I'll, I'll be like, this is a heavy topic for a moment here, but it, it does bring in community. I was going through my first SFG. I was taking care of my sister while she was uh, going through stage four brain cancer. I didn't tell anybody at the certification, but I didn't go to the dinner on Saturday. I told Eric, hey, I'm not trying to miss the dinner on purpose. I'm just caretaker for my sister while she's going through this. And um, it word got out and the amount of support from the community uh, as she was passing uh, was amazing. It really was like brothers and sisters from people I had just barely met, but gone through snatch testing and learning together. It's, it's a great bond. So yeah. It is. It's involved immediately if you're, if you're strong. Yeah. It's inc it is incredible. It's the last time I got to assist was last uh, October. I assisted with Karen in Philadelphia, and it was um again it was a small certification. But I wanted to go through it because I actually never went through SFG one because I did RKC one, and I just kind of got grandfathered in when the the program split. So I kind of wanted to see the difference again, and you just you almost you forget how how much of you're like, you're going through something together. You like, you're forging a tribe, you're forging that bond. And you would just see people who, you know, didn't know each other on Friday morning. And all of a sudden on Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon are all giving each other hugs. It's like, they've known each other forever. And, you know, as, as Chris said, there's a, there's a kinship, there's a, there's a bond, there's a connection. And I think, you know, the, the people that I think everybody just inherently wants to, to help other people in some way and be and have a legacy of helping somebody else. And I think that's the thing that we've seen from so many people is and why so many people are interested in jumping on and having a conversation for an hour. It's because they're like, okay, I might have something of value that I can share with somebody and maybe reciprocate back and just go back and forth. So that's why, you know, I think this medium, I think this um, area of podcasting is such a fun way to absorb knowledge and information because everybody just feels that connection. You can feel like you're in the room with us having a conversation. 100%. And you guys do such a good job. I know I keep mentioning that, but you really do. Uh, and as so I listened to your podcast, Martin, either podcast and this morning, I was listening to the one with Sven for the second time, I believe. Oh yeah. Right in the room with Sven. I know what he's saying. I can see that smile on his face. Uh, yeah. It's like you are there. And I love you guys are not just focused on the kettlebell, like you mentioned. Knees past toes. That was new to me this year. And we just hosted a move net level one and two in our gym. 
So again, okay, look at a, a new way of approaching things, and it, it's really amazing how we can take these things we can learn and take parts to help affect our our students and clients. Yeah, yeah, the knees over toes stuff, man, is is super fascinating. I mean, we're in this is the sixth week now of mm -hmm. following the program, and um, I mean, it's super minimalist. Really, it, it takes about a half hour. Uh, but yeah, just that it, it's, it's, it's really surprising. You know, I think my take on it personally is a lot of the work that we do as kettlebell enthusiasts and, you know, strong first RKC guys is, is, uh, we've got a lot of potential power. Like we have a lot of power, we have a lot of strength, but what are you going to do with it? What do you want to do with it? How do you express it? You know, do you have a hobby? Do you play a sport or something? You know, if that's the case, then yes, you do. Um, but like that, that just freeing feeling, it feels like is. Uh, it's been pretty powerful. Um, definitely feel more resilient in my knees and ankles than I have ever, to be honest with you. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I know, Mike, you're feeling pretty similar too. Just a, there's a springy feeling to it. Um, you know, like I said, it's another program and we've seen a lot of different programs that we've talked about of things that I didn't know about, you know, that much like Mike, like Mike yesterday, Salemi, who's yeah. a Bulgarian bag uh, pro coach, about that. Um, which is like, it, I've seen some stuff like it before, but I really didn't know about it. And the correlation and the marriage and the compliment that it has with kettlebell training, especially in sport was just eye opening and just, and so inspiring. And, you know, I saw it, you know, for a while, kind of the same thing, you know, as Chris said, like, I, I never thought I was going to leave the fitness industry, but I definitely had that time when it was like, I felt like every day was just the exact same. It's like, what the hell is going on? And we would go to like these seminars or summits and people would go to the exact same people. I, I love Gray Cook. I love his stuff so much, but like, I've, I've learned so much from Gray, like, unless he's coming out with something completely new on that, like, I'll, I'll definitely get to it. And I want to see what he's doing. But I want to know what else is out there. I want to know other people's opinions of, of work and stuff. And it's, uh, and a lot of times, just a lot of conversations you have with people, it's just about passion. It's just about connection. We had Adam fight on uh, the other day. And the whole talk was about just client centered coaching about just yep. how to put your client number one first centered. And he's been you know, in PN and, uh, you know, every work and now he's doing a lot of stuff himself and he worked with Chris privately for a long time. That's how we, yeah. Yeah. Uh, which connected. by the way, I was going to say, that's probably the favorite thing I've, I've done, believe it or not, from a certification standpoint mm -hmm. was the PN level two. It was a year only it was so valuable, but like the, the, it felt like going back to school. No, it's one of the reasons why I know Mike, you and I have talked about it, and Sean, I'm sure you agree as well. Like the strong first curriculum is it's, you have to commit to it. You know, you can't just show up and get your certification. You will fail if that's the case. You know, it's, yeah, you know, so, you know, I think the fact that uh, with, with Adam, it, that, yeah, exactly. Sorry, I didn't mean to jump in there, Mike, but I yep. think it was worth mentioning because he is, uh, that conversation was great. That is episode 112. And there's a quote right here. If you can get these three things in a day, you'll be in great shape. Sweat, smile, and sunshine. That's right. Exactly. And it's, yeah. and it's like, it's those, it's those little things that just like, I I'll remember that now forever. Like it was just a quick thing that's just in there. And so every, like we said, like everybody's got that different story, that different path, those things that they learn, you know, everybody's got those different clients that inspired them and saw something different. And that's like, you know, for Chris and I on the podcast, like the more we just hear those stories and if it's helping our lives so much, but also with, you know, the guys that we work with and our programs and stuff, if we can bring more value to them on an everyday basis, yeah. then it's, we know that we're staying sharp. We're sharpening our saw every day. And I think, you know, anybody who's a coach, you know, that's the thing that happens a lot of times is you, you know, 
you start to get busy with stuff and the continuing education, the continuous sharpening the saw can be tough if you don't have those platforms to go to. So me and Chris just kind of made a part of our day. It's like, all right, well, we're going to keep yeah. these things sharp. Well, we'll just create a podcast and we'll just yeah. connect with people. Oh, that's so wonderful. And I love that you guys are opening the new tools. I, I just resonated with you. Um, the Bulgarian Bex, I went to that certification as well with Ken Blackburn after I did the IKFF one and two. And then it makes mm -hmm. so oh, cool. again, fun tools, right? And yeah, it's such a unique uh, design, like based on carrying a goat, right? Wasn't it a goat there swinging around? You know, I don't even know. <laughs> I, the, it was it was designed shape? by uh, it was designed by a guy who was Ivan uh, Ivanov. Ivan Ivanov uh, for yeah. wrestling in Bulgaria, uh, which was really the the key thing. But then it just looks like into... you could be carrying around a goat, though. I guess the, I, the legs. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, it's you know it's funny because a lot of people, if they've never seen a kettlebell before, and you see like a swing and stuff like that, you have an idea of what it is. Then actually, you start practicing it and you're training it, and you realize it's such a deeper level underneath so talking with with mike the other day about it i saw some of the videos i'm like okay i can see like the mobility work i can see where yeah. this could be effective athletically but then actually him going into all the dynamic rotational work and how using like a 20 pound 22 26 pound bag for a guy who has done kettlebell sport with double 40s in his hands not putting him down for five minutes i still, I still couldn't believe yeah. that using yeah. a tw using a 26 pound bag and it's smoking him like yeah. now you're like, you're actually understanding and figuring out why that is and seeing the details of the programming. That's like the freaking like light bulbs that are popping out. Yeah. That you realize that taking deep dives into these things, it's just, you know, that's where the, that's where the exciting stuff, that's where the secrets are of these arts. And it's, uh, it's fun to, it's fun to hear these conversations from people from the hard work that they put in. Absolutely. Uh, this has been a lot of wisdom what you're throwing out here. I'm, I'm stuck on where you even try and end this because you give me an hour of your time and there's so many different topics I want to go down with you guys. I definitely want to do a round two and three with you guys if possible. Absolutely. 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 We're just scratching the surface and like just a lot of <laughs> knowledge you shared here and a lot of wisdom nuggets. Yeah. Uh, guys, I'm, I'm so impressed with what you're doing. I didn't realize it's seven days a week. So 115 episodes in. Yeah. I mean, we, so we record, we, we get guests on typically five days a week, Monday through Friday, um, you know, Saturdays and Sundays. They were, we're, we're kind of, we, we record some, we were recording some uh, basically like another podcast we called mornings with Mike and Chris. And which those are like our recap episodes of, uh, of the podcast itself. And, and those predominantly went to our, our coaching group that we work with. Um, schedule got kind of busy. We we're like, we did that for a while. We we're like, Hey, we're really doing two podcasts every day, five days a week. Mm -hmm. Like that's kind of a lot. And, uh, but we loved it. You know, honestly, that, that second podcast was, um, and, and we're going to come back to it. We kind of just have put mm -hmm. that on hold. So right now, Saturdays are basically like our recap episode for, for all of the guests we've had on this week. And then, uh, we're kind of going back to now, um, Sundays posting like some of the original episodes back in like episode three and four. Like some and, memories. And yeah. Some memories. Yeah. But uh, the, the Mornings with Mike and Chris show, personally, and I know, Mike, you could probably relate to this too, helped. Uh, it, it's like it, it just takes the information and it ingrains it into our minds, Mike and I, a bit more because we've had the night to sleep on it. It's fresh in our minds. We come in, we talk about our biggest takeaways, and uh, we've actually gotten some good feedback too. The guys that we work with, they like it. So we'll be bringing it back yeah, to some capacity, even if it's just a few days a week. Um, but yeah, we got five, five guests on every single week, and then we usually do a recap or throw some of our own in there as well.
Yeah, I kind of I kind of related it to like if you read a book that you really enjoy, like you're going to retain only so much of it. But if you go back and like if you're underlining things, you can start to see like the cliff notes and putting them together to see the highlights of what you had. And, you know, me and Chris just started to to do that because some I mean, some of the conversations are I mean, some are just a blast. Some are so informative and some just get really deep and emotional. Like we had Bud yeah. Jeffries on who was talking about his son and. I had to go for a walk and just was, clear my head draining. afterwards because it was, it was I mean, first it was like so emotional about what he's doing. And you realize some people are out there doing things like this, um, you know, of, of spreading a message of just trying to help impact people and do it in these ways. It's almost, it's, uh, it's overwhelming in some ways uh, to be able to connect with these people and how, how freely people are, are giving their time to speak to you on it, to, uh, get in. So I think that's just, I think the the biggest lesson, I guess, out of that is just after this year of everybody being so isolated, realizing how important connection is, you know, whether it's in person, whether it's through Zoom, whatever it is, just finding some sort of connection to connect with other people, because I mean, there's, everybody's got their stories and there's, and the more you can hear about them, it's just gonna, it's gonna help you so much. My, I, the way I think about my day now is just so different in the past six months, just from the things that we've learned from people who have done things that you're aspiring to do. Um, it's just, it's the biggest blessing that I could ask for. Yeah. Yeah. And and to your point, that Bud Jeffries gave me goosebumps. Like, uh, yeah, it's a, yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's very relatable for me. And we can talk about that next time, but, um, I'm so glad that you're able to assimilate the best parts of some of your favorite people and it improves your quality of life and your listeners and viewers, uh, quality of life as well. It's very actual stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's been great, man. And, and we, our goal is to just keep doing, keep doing more of the same and not have it ever feel forced because it doesn't yet. And we don't want it to get to that point. <laughs> I, I, as my, uh, in gearman, my media company, I would have meetings, at outdoor retailers and a lot of the meetings were really forced and you're like this sucks but then you go to patagonia you have a cup of coffee you hug the guy you talk about split boarding and kids and you know all the fun stuff and then you realize this is why we do it right yeah not forced just having fun yeah exactly uh where can people find you guys yeah so we're on pretty much any podcast platform um the breakthrough secrets podcast is is uh the the actual title the is in there the word the uh uh but at this point now i think we've put so many episodes out you could just title you could just search it and it should pop up uh we're on every podcast platform um we have a uh a website uh, kettlebell.works www.kettlebell.works and uh we've got a bunch of free resources in there for people um Right now, we've we've put together a uh, it's called a, a mindset playbook, which is actually pieces from uh, a number of the guests we've had that have specifically talked about mindset, and put those into a playbook where you've got kind of like you just said, Sean, the actionable things you can do. Um, takes you to the part in the podcast where you can actually hear that part in the episode where the guest is talking about that, and then here's the takeaway of how you can take this and actually put it into your to your life right now. So we have that link kind of all over the place. You, uh, you know, listeners, you guys can, it's for sale on our website, but you can get it for free. If you go to a number of places, you can go to the breakthrough secrets, Instagram page. You can go to my Instagram page. Um, there's a link in the bio there. You guys can get that for free. Um, anyone who's listening or watching. And uh, it is, it's because as you said, Sean, there are, we, we kind of found ourselves being like, man, there are a lot of actionable takeaways like from our podcast. We should, 
we should put some stuff together to, to give people to make it easier rather than saying, hey, yeah, go listen to these five one hour podcasts and, and you'll get these takeaways. Like, no, we'll put it in a few pages and just you can go directly to that spot in the podcast where they're talking about whatever, uh, you know, takeaway we wanted to put in there. And uh, it's, it's pretty cool. And it's stuff that Mike and I have actually, you know, as Mike said, our lives have changed. Um, we've put a lot of this stuff into play in our own lives and seen it, uh, seen it make a big impact, which is pretty cool. Yeah, another re- and another resource that's absolutely great if people want to just explore the podcast first is that top 10 podcast that we had that will change your life. This is a breakdown of the top 10 uh, most popular podcasts that we've had so far of people that are coming in. So that's a good place to start if you want to absorb what we're doing. And I'll put links to the top 10 episodes and kettlebell.works and uh, the Facebook group. Is that okay if I put that link in there too? Absolutely. Yeah. Perfect. That's great. And uh, as a fan, I, I recommend the show very much. And both gentlemen, I would trust with their knowledge and insights in a heartbeat. Uh, this has been a lot of fun, Chris and Mike. Thank you very much. Likewise. Yeah, seriously, man. Thanks. It was a pleasure to get to meet you virtually for the first time. And uh, you know, look forward to more, man. I'm looking forward to it, too. And we will have many more. I'll have links below where to find out more about Breakthrough Secrets podcast. And you guys are on Audible now, too. That's awesome. Yeah, I just I just noticed that we're kind of I think I really think we're everywhere. Oh, we? <laughs> yeah, we're on Amazon. We're on Audible. Like I think you can listen to us pretty much anywhere now. I gotta get an Audible. Audible. So thank you for the inspiration to help me get better too. That's awesome. Yeah, awesome. Anything we can do, man. Yeah. I appreciate it. Uh, uh YouTube viewers and podcast followers. Thanks for checking us out. I have all links below. Where you can learn more about Mike and Chris and awesome Breakthrough Secrets podcast. Till next time. Take care. Thanks, brother. Dude. See you.